The KXAN News Podcast is sponsored by Shelf Genie. The latest on the search for debris from the Chinese spy balloon and the other unidentified objects that were shot down over U.S. airspace. Thousands of runners are getting ready for the Austin Marathon this weekend. One woman's impressive goal and a look at roads that you may want to avoid if you're out and about. And we'll have the forecast for the marathon here tomorrow morning. Plus, we'll show you when 80s come back to Central Texas and when we may get a little rain. Hi everyone and thank you for joining us. I'm Mike Rush. First tonight, a massive shooting or a mass shooting in Georgia. Nine people, all children and teenagers, were shot at a gas station in Columbus. The youngest victim is a five-year-old boy. Police say a gunman opened fire on a large crowd at a gas station around 10 last night. Among the wounded, seven boys and two girls ranging in age from 5 to 17 years old. They were all treated for injuries and are expected to survive. So far, no arrests have been made. This incident would not be tolerated. Incidents of this type would not be tolerated. And we will continue to work around the clock until we are able to bring this case to a result. Authorities believe a party at a nearby facility spilled into the gas station parking lot where the gunman opened fire. Two Houston police officers were stabbed during a welfare check on a man suffering a mental health crisis this morning. Officers tried to de-escalate the situation with the man, but the suspect grabbed a knife and stabbed both officers in the face. One of the cops then pulled out his gun and shot the man. The man died from his gunshot wounds. The two officers were hospitalized and are expected to be okay. Mixed results on the search for debris from the Chinese spy balloon and the unidentified objects that were recently shot down as well. The U.S. says it has successfully wrapped up its search for debris from the spy balloon. It was shot out of the sky earlier this month off the South Carolina coast. The FBI is now analyzing sensors recovered from the balloon at a lab in Virginia, but the searches for the debris from three unidentified objects that were shot down last weekend have been called off after crews could not find anything. President Biden says investigators believe those objects belong to private companies or research institutions and were not connected to China's spy program. Former President Jimmy Carter, the longest living American president, has entered hospice care. The Carter Center released a statement today regarding the health of the 98-year-old. The statement says, quote, after a series of short hospital stays, former U.S. President Jimmy Carter today decided to spend his remaining time at home with his family and receive hospice care instead of additional medical intervention. The Carter Center did not provide further details on his recent hospitalizations. Carter was diagnosed with melanoma in 2015. That spread to his liver and brain, but he was later declared cancer-free. First warning weather with meteorologist Nick Bannon. Well, it wasn't as sunny as yesterday was, but we still saw some blue sky from time to time. And we have a little bit of it out there in Liberty Hill from our Whittlesea Landscape Supplies camera. But clouds dominate overall. And you can see we even had a few little sprinkles in the air that generally didn't make it to the ground because of the dry air in place. But plenty of clouds for now, and we'll have plenty of clouds around tonight, too. Temperatures right now are in the middle and even a few lower 50s. This 
still kind of cool for this time of year. They were actually a little bit warmer than this time yesterday, between two and five or six degrees warmer than 24 hours ago. And this begins our big warm up that really kicks into next gear as we head through the day tomorrow. Your evening between partly and mostly cloudy skies, 52 at 7, 50 at 9, and down to 49 here at 11 o'clock tonight and staying dry. Not going to be as cold tonight as last night. In first warning weather, we'll have the forecast for the Austin Marathon and, of course, for the rest of your Sunday. For those of you not running uh, or cheering them on, we'll show you how many 80s are ahead once we get past your Sunday and an update on some rain chances coming too. Thanks, Nick. And Nick mentioned the runners. The Austin Marathon is tomorrow, and thousands of runners are gearing up to take their marks. KXN was at the packet pickup yesterday, where the runners received their race bibs and their goodie bags full of items that'll help during the race. We spoke to runners about why they participate in races like these, and we met one woman from Ohio with an impressive goal. So I'm doing the half, actually, and this will be my 26th state. So my 30th half marathon in my 26th state. So I'm super excited. I'm over halfway through the 50 states. Good for her and good luck tomorrow. Well, both the half and the full marathon races begin at 7 tomorrow morning. So because of that race, traffic could be an issue for you this weekend, especially if you're traveling downtown. Here's a look at the route for the race. It starts downtown on Congress Avenue, and you can see that it goes far south to Ben White and then on South First Street, then near the UT and Hyde Park areas. Runners will then go east and turn back and head to the finish line on Congress near the state capitol. 26 miles of Austin roads will be off limits to drivers, and some have already closed. Those are mainly downtown in the start and finish line areas, and police will only be allowing crossings at major intersections and only when there are no runners present. In honor of Black History Month, we introduce you to a local popcorn brand that is beloved by the Austin community and the gigantic glacier melting off the coast of Antarctica. What new images from British scientists tell us about the frozen giant? Soul Popped, that's the business that we're introducing today as part of our Black History Month Saturday Business Feature Series. Here's multicultural reporter Jayla Washington. Soul Popped, it's just as it sounds. The kind of popcorn some might argue can only be made with what's deep inside the person who's making it. Okay, so we all have grandmas and mamas and aunties that when we go to their house, you can taste the love in that food, right? I can pretty much make popcorn taste like whatever I want. It's a, it's a superpower. Don't ask me to explain it because I cannot. This is what I do. So it shouldn't be a surprise someone like De Juana Lozada Okay, so... Or DJ for short, is behind it. We all have grandmas and mamas and aunties that when we go to their house, you can taste the love in that food, right? But she never thought she'd be making popcorn full-time until she had no other choice. In 2006, I just stood up and fell and hit the floor with a pain episode that... Um, I had never experienced before. And that started uh, me on a journey that lasted almost nine years, debilitating, undiagnosable pain that kept me in and out of the hospital every month for eight and a half years. Eventually, she found out she had a rare uterine condition, but it nearly cost her everything. It left me with $2 million of medical debt. $2 million. 
So with two kids to take care of, she did what she had to do. In my late 40s, I found myself starting over from scratch. From scratch? My product was born out of pain. And she did it with literally just $53 to her name. I took half of it and I bought popcorn seed and coconut oil. And I knew that that was something that I could make quickly and I could turn and make a profit with it quickly. It was just, it was just a God-given message. Go get up and go make your popcorn. And here I am on the side of the road selling popcorn out of an $80,000 SUV. She felt she had nothing to lose. There's power in not having anything to lose. There's power in that. Now she's successfully been running the business for close to 10 years. Some soul poppers, as she calls them, with her every step of the way. Yeah, I love her. She's a people person. I remember she had her kids with her as well, help, helping her out. As a child who lived on the streets for a little while, homeless, she says, to now, with new opportunities to partner with stores and hotels yeah, selling right, soul right. pops. And sometimes I just sit back and giggle and I say, I'm doing all of this because of popcorn. Yeah, it's crazy. Soul Popped, DJ never plans to stop because truly she feels like this is her destiny. When you think popcorn, I want it to be synonymous with Soul Popped. Jayla Washington, KXAN News. Hey, we had a cold morning. You know that, but it was actually record cold. We got down to 24 at Austin Bergstrom International Airport, beating the previous record low of 25. And at Camp Mabry, we got down to 31, not a record but it did make it the 14th time we've had a freeze in Austin since October. In an average period since this time, it would be 12. We'll show you if we're dealing with any more freezes ahead, plus we'll track the 80s and some rain in first warning weather. This KXAN News Podcast is brought to you by Shelf Genie. I'm Rosie Newberry from KXAN Studio 512. Considering replacing your kitchen cabinets? Struggling to find or reach things? Go to ShelfGenie.com slash Austin. Shelf Genie designs custom pull-out shelves for your existing cabinets, adding convenience and value to the most used room in your home. Shelf Genie custom pull-out shelves, everything in reach. Welcome back. British scientists have discovered new information on the melting of one of Antarctica's fastest receding ice shelves. New images from the IceFin robot show the overall melting of the Thwaites Glacier is less than predicted. However, rapid melting is happening in unexpected places. The Thwaites Glacier is the size of Florida and is one of the fastest changing glaciers in Antarctica. Melting of that particular glacier could increase the global sea level by more than half a meter. So certainly worth watching there. All right, let's take a look at the pollen count then as we head through uh, this evening. Mold updated today to high, and it's higher than yesterday. Ash, cedar, and elm are all low and trending lower, so there's some good news, but we're still on two pages of pollen count. Oak is low and trending lower too, so we'll keep an eye on that as well. Let's take it outside to Marble Falls, the Highland Furniture and River City Grill camera, as we're going from a partly cloudy sky back to now a mostly cloudy sky. Still some thin spots where you can see the fading sunshine, but the gray has taken over Central Texas, and it's going to be, in general, a fairly cloudy night here tonight as we continue to get all these clouds coming our way from the south and west. Why is that? Well, we've got this low spitting well southwest of California and it's driving uh, the flow from the southwest right towards central Texas that's doing two things it's bringing us the clouds 
but it's also bringing us warmer temperatures too. And we're going to keep this warming trend going as we head into our new work week. And tomorrow is going to be noticeably warmer than today. Let me start you with the temperatures as we head into tonight. These 50s turn into 40s. Middle to low 40s is how we begin your morning tomorrow. Then maybe a few isolated 30s. I just don't think we're going to see any freezes to begin your Sunday morning. And while that is kind of a cool start. We warm up in a big way tomorrow, even with a lot of clouds and a little sun, middle and upper 60s by noon, and then we come in in the mid 70s here tomorrow afternoon, and then the warming just keeps going. Look at this, 81 on Monday, 80 on Tuesday, and 83 on Wednesday. We should be close to the 67, so much of the next week really is going to be above average temperature-wise. Not going to see too much sunshine here over the next few days, though. There'll still be some, I think. Here's 8 in the morning, some thinning of the clouds here and there, very similar to today. You'll go from gray at times to other times that the sun peeks through and brightens us up rather nicely. So we'll call it partly sunny overall, a little more clouds than sun though. Through 3 in the afternoon, partly sunny skies. We go to partly cloudy here for your Sunday night. Monday starts with a lot of clouds, even a little bit of fog, and a couple sprinkles of drizzle too, but look in the afternoon, the low clouds and fog lift away and we brighten up nicely, but still... The balance of things keeps us partly sunny here for your Monday. So for tonight, a partly to mostly cloudy night, we drop down to 45 degrees. Here's your Austin Marathon forecast. And if you're racing tomorrow, best of luck. You know all the things to get ready, and we certainly wish that uh, those all line up for you nicely. 45 for the beginning of the race here tomorrow. 45 turns into 51 by 9. A mostly cloudy to partly sunny sky. 11 o'clock, 63 degrees. If you're not done by then, it just keeps warming. Heading to 74 tomorrow afternoon with a blend of a lot of clouds and a little bit of sunshine. We're looking ahead to next week. One decent rain chance coming in Wednesday morning through early afternoon, and then it's out of here. Really think the farther north you are, the most rain you'll see. That's where we could get some areas exceeding a quarter of an inch, but most of us get less than a quarter of an inch, and it's our only real chance of rain over the next week. Look at our first warning weather seven-day forecast. Then you'll see President's Day is a warm one up to 81. 80 on Tuesday with a 10% rain chance. 40% rain chances for that Wednesday. Bit more sun on Thursday. We drop down to 77. Stay in the 70s though Friday and Saturday another 10% rain chance Saturday and no freezes expected over the next week. This is KXAN Sports brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Texas and Oklahoma met for another down to the wire battle at the Moody Center today. Last time they played in Norman it was decided by a single point. This afternoon the standard 40 minutes wasn't enough time to settle this one. All right here we go to the Moody Center Rodney Terry and his squad in the house. How about this three-pointer from Sherfield for Oklahoma to tie it at 73. Marcus Carr with the chance right there to win it, but he misses, and we are going to overtime, as I mentioned. Dylan DeSue, he hit the first bucket of overtime, and that's the second bucket of overtime, and that one gives Texas the two-point lead. But here comes Oklahoma, but it's stolen. And Marcus Carr off the Sooner turnover gets the fast break layup to go to make it a two-possession game, 79-75. Texas, 17 points for Carr, but he wasn't the leading scorer. That was this man, Jabari Rice. Another big day for Rice, 24 points. Final seconds, though, Oklahoma brings, the, brings the, them within one with this layup right here, making it 84-83. Tyrese Hunter has to make it a... Make it a three-point lead here with the free throw. He missed the first, made the second. So now all Oklahoma needs is a basket to tie it. But Sam Godwin misses it right there at the rim. 
And with that, Texas survives, beating Oklahoma 85-83. Today was much basketball. You're going to be in games like this all year uh, with, in, in, in postseason play, you know, to where you've got to maybe not have your best day today, but you've got to find a way to get it done uh, in those 40 minutes. And uh, I thought this group, again, they've been very resilient all year long uh, in terms of fighting through adversity. Had a chance to have the game won in regulation. We had to go play an extra five minutes. We really, in that five minutes, hit the reset button and said, hey, we're going to win this game with our defense. Obviously, a game with a lot of offense, though. Both Texas and Oklahoma shot 48% from the field. Oklahoma shot 34% from three-point range. Texas shot 33 from beyond the three-point mark. Next for Texas, another team in the upper half of the conference standings, Iowa State. That game tips off Tuesday at the Moody Center at 8 o'clock. UT women's basketball will take the floor tomorrow as they seek to stay atop of the standings. We'll hear from the Longhorns when sports continues after this. Keep it here. Texas women's basketball currently shares the top spot in the Big 12 with Oklahoma. They'll take on the Sooners a week from now, but they've got one more rematch to handle before then, and that's against West Virginia. Texas had their seven-game winning streak snapped on Monday night at Iowa State, so they're quite anxious to get that winning feeling back. Definitely won't be easy against West Virginia, who has won two in a row themselves. A win tomorrow will give them a season sweep of the Mountaineers, and most importantly for the Horns, it will keep Texas right where they are now and right where they want to be as the regular season comes to the uh, close in the next few weeks, and that is first place. Tip-off is at 3 tomorrow. All right, thanks, Jonathan. Let's take one final look at the forecast. We've got a warm-up tomorrow. Yes, 70s tomorrow afternoon. Cool start, not as cold as today. A lot of clouds, a little sun, and there we go, 74 degrees, and we'll get some 80s beginning Monday for All the right. day off. All righty, thanks, everybody, for watching. Have a great evening. Hope to see you right back here at 10 o'clock.